ladies and gentlemen, introducing you. Hotline Drive And like always I'm kicking it live Gonna call the fellas To see if they is with this Gonna get down With the sound of Big Breakfast Start up the day With some Bob Marley Back to the woods For that fresh parlay Maybe even spark A little Nicky J And then it's off to Santa City In the fastest way Cause if you gotta get Downtown real quick Then the only way to go Is our 76 up Unless of course You wanna take that scenic view Then the East and West River Drive is right for you But if you ain't got Any time to lose Put the pedal to the metal For that boy Cruise and get on down to our 76 Cause in 1996 ain't no tricks in the mix Back in 1982, man, it was real cool in school If we got good grades, like straight up babes Our parents would take us to a 76 game I got my game in the Shame. Big shots of Mo Cheeks and Moses Malone. Julius Server called Phileas Home. Bobby Jones, Daryl Dawkins, and Tony Sinkin' Freeze. Rocky Bible come from South Philly. But if you wanna make it on time to the show, there's only one road that you really have to know. So get to Fishtown without all that job. I suggest that you drive on I 95. Wanna get downtown but feel in a fix? Get on that road they call 676. The most expensive, expensive piece of interstate they ever made. The fellas ain't favorite, but they got the game. Broadcasting from the live network studios in West Atlantic City, New Jersey, it's the Quizzo Trivia Podcast with your hosts, Nick and Drew. To participate, tweet us at Quizzo Podcast or send us an email at info at quizzopodcast.com. That's Q-U-I-Z-Z-O. Now, let's get to the show. I could listen to this song all day. I don't think you could listen to this song all day because you don't even know what song we're listening to. In fact, it's entirely possible you're not even on the line right now. Oh, look at that, ladies and gentlemen. Nick has returned. I had to mute button on. I had to mute button on. No worries. Well, uh, welcome to episode 176 of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast, Nick. Any guess what uh, intro song we used today, just out of blind luck? Can wow, you? just pull a song out of thin well, air. I told you what uh, number episode. Say it one more time. This is episode 176 of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Oh, easy. Nick just knows me too this, well. I was just talking about this guy yesterday or the day before. Um, I-76. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this is what happens when you're friends with somebody for over 20 years. <laughs> he already knows. Yes, that's what played us in. That's What play- What do you mean played us in? What do you mean Jesus. played us in? Yeah, do you know all the Sixers he mentions in that song, Nick? Can you go down that list? Charles Barkley dissed Larry Bird. Sure, but he's not a sixer. Barkley is, but Bird wasn't. Right, but I say Charles Barkley. Uh, Moses Malone? Yes, Moses Malone is mentioned. <laughs> is there more? Yes, there's like five at least. Uh, Dr. J? Dr. J. Wow, now you got me. I think that's, I think that's where my... Uh... Big shout to Mo Cheeks and Moses Malone. Maurice Cheeks, Mo Cheeks. There you go, Mo Cheeks. Uh, Daryl Dawkins called Philly his home. That's that. Uh, that was the next one I was going to guess at, but I couldn't remember. Gotta love Chocolate Thunder, man. Wasn't Dawkins Chocolate Thunder? Yeah, sounds right. <laughs> I think he shattered backboards, if I am not mistaken. He is yeah, a couple sh- times, right? He is a shatterer of backboards. I admire a man who can shatter a backboard. That's an impressive feat. Um, all right. Well, we got a lot to get to in this week's uh, trivia podcast. Starting, we're one of the last states. Uh, uh, only 47 states have indoor dining, but we're not one of them. <laughs> so, Quizzo in the Garden State wow. is still very much outdoors. Uh, and hopefully that's changing soon. We hear rumors. What are the other ones? Rumors. Is it California, one of them? California, and I believe Florida. Really? Or Texas or so. One of the states that went through a huge surge. Uh, put okay. a, put a ban on indoor dining. So we will see. Hopefully, we'll be back to to Quizzo goodness soon. But uh, we got a lot to I, get to. Um, I was here in the middle of uh, September, right? Is that what they were saying? 
Middle of September, they they want to open stuff up. That's what I'm hearing because I know gyms are opening this week. So that's that's you gotta wear a mask at the gym though. I, I don't tough. know. I mean, I guess I could lift weights with a mask on. It seems like it'd be hard to run on a treadmill with a mask on. Yes, very uncomfortable unless you get the right type of mask. I would I would be so excited if the gyms were opening, except my gym is out of business. Thank you very much. To the state of we'll the talk gym. about that after the show, Nick. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh I have a true or false for you to start off. You want that? Yeah, I'll have one for you later on in the game. I have like I, don't have, one I have three for you. I have three true or false today. You you love hitting me with true or false. I, I gotta say, these are fun. Today <laughs> they're, they're fun, fun for you. Today they're fun. fun. The you. entertainment round are fun. These are all fun. This one's yeah. fun. Okay. I want you to use your imagination here, Nick. True or false? Otters can defeat alligators in battle. True. <laughs> you just went right for true. Huh? You didn't give any premise. You just assume. No, I because I know. You. I know rednecks can beat. Alligators in, in a, battle, so I figured. What, what's a redneck? Otters could do it. What do you mean, like a like a southerner, or is that an yeah, animal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like southerners, like like <laughs> I'm just saying, like you know those guys that hang out in Florida in a swamp and then they like sneak up on alligators. It's like those Australians. Somebody was just telling hey, me about this, this episode of uh, Popeye's tail. Does it bother you at all that she married someone that looks exactly like her father? Uh, I didn't get that far in, in her wedding, but uh, yeah, yeah, she she yeah, did that... like she like lives on the like reserve like at a zoo with the mom and the brother and and the the husband. And they already yeah, got a kid. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with you marrying somebody that looks like your dad. I, I'm okay with no, it. no, no. And but it was like it wasn't just like her dad in terms of physical look. That wasn't even it. Was just like. Like her dad, you know what I mean. Like the guy wants to be a nature guy and wants to like save alligators well, and koalas yeah. and all that I stuff. Mean, good like, for. I would just say that yeah, it yeah. seemed like that guy was a great dad. She followed in his footsteps. So uh, it's you know, a, I mean, a family I'm tradition. And they already got a. You know, they got married, and there was a kid like six seconds later. Are so, you uh, reality are you show with the show uh, Naked and Afraid? I am not. Okay, I don't watch it either. But somebody was telling me about an episode of it that they saw. And you go down there, and they give you, like, a knife and a fire starter, and that's it. <laughs> and this, guy, this guy's, like, down somewhere with alligators, and he's naked. And afraid. And he, he, like, leaps behind an alligator and kills it with his knife, drives the knife into the thing. Like, could you imagine jumping on an alligator naked? No. No, right? <laughs> like, like, for the sake of some TV show. I am not that, that like, kind of like, person. What? I'm not What's that kind of bro? human being that would ever get myself into like I tried to avoid that type of situation at all costs. I actually Jumping on think an before I leave anywhere, naked. could I no ever thanks. end up naked near an alligator and how could <laughs> right. I avoid I mean, that? Let alone attacking it no. and like to kill it. I, I mean, could just... I could imagine running away Magic. in a horror screaming. Yeah, so I, I think although terrifying as they look, I'm assuming alligators are not that great in combat. Well, it, amazingly enough, they uh, absolutely get dominated by otters. So apparently, there's this weird <laughs> thing otters that. can do. I would oh, you love can, to you see can that. see it because nature and television and YouTube—it's all there for you. So, how many otters does it take to take down a alligator? Oh, oh, just one. Um, wow. It 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 has the ability to like bite it and sever a nerve, and then it like can get its intestines. Like, you can't even imagine what it does to an alligator. It's crazy. Nature is crazy. You want to know how... Do you want to know how to know if a zoo is bad? How do we know a zoo is bad, Nick? If the otters are the best thing. Because <laughs> they're like that... Like, otters are always consistently great. They are. But if you go to the zoo and the best so thing was the otters, you're like, that, that zoo's not very good. I'll just tell you what, man. If you're an alligator, can you imagine, like, the laws of nature are such that the alligators are out there prowling and they're like, yo, stay away from those cute-ass mother blanking otters. I know, <laughs> I know they're back there. I know they're back there happy. swimming with their little tail and held hands. But you tell, listen, child alligator, you stay away from those otters. They will sever your nerve and feed on your organs. Which tastes like chicken. So it's kind of like the bully and the class clown. You know what I mean? Quite something. <laughs> <laughs> so you learn something new every day, folks. Today you learn otters can defeat alligators in battle. All right. Uh, what 
is the first food that was distributed in an aerosol can? Whipped cream? Fir- you got it. No hesitation. I can't think of a second food that's distributed in an aerosol can that I, that I care. Uh, yeah, that, I know. That, that, that easy cheese? Right, but I mean, but that all came I, after. Yeah. Like When I still think of like nostalgia, I think of like 50s, you know, parlors, right? Where you go yeah. to like a drugstore and the dude's got that stupid paper hat on and he's like, what can I get for you, son? And everything yeah, had whipped cream. Yeah, yeah, it, right? yeah, yeah, soda yeah, fountain, right. Soda and, they, and even back then, whipped cream in aerosol cans. Yeah, like I don't even like root beer floats, but the idea of that, like going up and getting that root beer float looks delicious. You know, it's like that nostalgia. I know exactly what Cape May, they have a great like Stewart's. You know what I mean? Like right in that little strip of uh, commerce there. And the place is very much designed inside like a, a nostalgic 50s diner. Right where all those little shops are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you I wonder know, how business close. is for them. I wonder how business I, I is wasn't for them. I was there not too long ago. Kate May was <laughs> packed. No, so, I mean not Kate May. I mean that place that you Stewart's? have to go in and get to. Well, there was uh, basically you ordered right outside and then they brought it to you. Oh, okay, good. And so everything was outside. So yeah, and it was yeah, packed. K- there K- was a there K- was a line Bay like for every cool. ice cream place that was there, and there's like six of them in, in on that strip in Cape May. Every one of them was packed. Yeah, nobody got the message. Everybody was still out. Uh, people are. It's too uh, fatiguing. You know what I mean? It, that's that's the problem. All right, this guy might as well be the mascot of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast because if you go by back and look through the histories of our conversations, he comes up probably more than anybody else. So Nick, really? I'll ask you this. Elon Musk's Neuralink implanted a computer chip in the brain of what animal? What type of animal? I don't, I don't, Gosh, I don't man, need this, this specific thing. So you ask what this guy's up to. This is so this frustrating because I know everything. I, 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 I know all about this. Well, did you see that they successfully I'll, implanted a computer yeah, chip just, in the brain of an animal? I didn't see what I, 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 I can't recall. I, I don't. Uh, I didn't see the. Does actual that bother animal. you? Yeah, because this Neuralink thing is a—it's an absolute potential nightmare. We're gonna put computer chips in our brains, and what's gonna prevent hackers from hacking into our, our brain? I mean, you're you're gonna Manchurian candidate people left and right. They can't keep Facebook from stealing your information. They're gonna keep this technology out of the hands of. Uh, I'll take things I'm not going to do for 100, please, Alex. <laughs> Enter. A microchip into my brain. Yeah, it was like, well, no, you're going to have to because it's going mean, you know, to give you all these advantages. Any, and, I know I go about this so many times, but have you seen anybody who's so scattered in what they're working on? Than this, guy? this is the conversation we keep having every single time <laughs> we bring something he different up. He's Go back and start nothing. editing these together. It's like he's digging Dumb. a tunnel. He's floating he's a balloon. He's putting up blowtorches. <laughs> he's making some hats. He's he's putting a computer chip in your brain. He's, he's releasing Harambee <laughs> songs. <laughs> he's naming his he's naming kids his after kid. computer formulas. Kids. Yeah, Oh, he's the richest man in the world now. Oh, his company's worth more money than Apple. You know what right, I mean? I'm going to say that he, I'm going to say that they did it to a chimpanzee. Good guess, but they did it to a pig, Nick. I was it was between chimpanzee and pig. I couldn't remember which one. Yeah. Like read, so 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 what are they trying to do? To George Orwell or you know, Animal Farm? Are we going to have Napoleon start wandering around taking over shit? There's some similarity. Some very I, I angry pig. There's some there's some similarity we have with pigs. I, I don't know why or what is. I'll tell you what they, though, pig is a friend to the Jew, so we don't I know, we don't mess with you, pig. Don't come after I know us. Pigs can get sunburnt. They're the only other animal that gets sunburnt. Apparently, <laughs> that's terrible. What a weird fact. All right, let's yeah. get to sports before I lose my mind and I have to implant a computer chip to bring it back. All right, I'll go true or false to any, uh, on you this time here. Do it. Okay. I got three sports this week, by the way, and the last one's a doozy. True or false? Jimbo false. Fisher's full name is John Jimbo Fisher Jr. False. Do that. You're saying false? Saying false. Ah, shoot. You got it. Ah, what is it? 
John James Fisher Jr. There's no Jimbo in <laughs> There's his There's no name. Jimbo, yes. Okay. <laughs> it's funny because I think I'm pretty sure I have. Do I have a... Uh... I thought... Oh, yeah. I got a true or false name question for you in entertainment. That's amazing. I, I was thinking, amazing. like, if I went true or false, Jimbo is Jimbo Fisher's first name. It, it, it might go false, but then when I disguised it by the John, John Jimbo, Jimbo Fisher. Fisher Jr., I thought that was going to get me over the top. But ah, it's just like that's Jimbo's not a name. Like Jimbo is just such a nickname. You know what I mean? It's just such a nickname. Yep. yep. Um, all right, Nick, this is a good one. Uh, who is second all time in RBIs in the history of Major League Baseball? After every sport, I say when I, you know, overpronunciate it like that, I just want to go bum 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 bum, even though that's football. Uh, but now, like, uh, Hard Knocks has Sean, uh, what's his name? Uh, who's who's uh, help me out here? Uh, Sean McDaniel. Who's out? Who's LA? Who's the Rams McVay. coach? McVay. Sean McVay. Thank you, Sean McVay. <clears throat> Sean McVay is going bum 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 every five seconds. That's his like thing. That could get annoying. I I do I do do that though on Sundays. I do before that before the games start. I, I do a little. Of I that. do it. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I do it. There's something about that bum 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 that just it's the greatest it just sports riff yeah. ever. Yeah, it's awesome. Da-da-da. I do wake up on Sunday mornings to a bum 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 bum. That was Monday Night Football, right? No, I think it's just Fox Football. I think it's isn't it the Fox NFL. Well, maybe maybe it is Monday Night Football. I, I thought that was the original intro to Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football. Bum, 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 I believe bum. it's used. I believe it's used more often than just Monday Night Football. But I could uh, be. Wrong. I don't know. It's interesting. All right. Uh, so second all time. Yeah. All right. So I know number one all time is Hank Aaron. Hammer and Hank. So now I gotta go. Between I'm between like two two or three guys I think it could be. I'm not gonna waste any more time because I don't see myself getting off of Babe Ruth as number two all time. Nope. I'll give you a hint. Didn't play enough. Active. Wait, what? Active. Albert Pujols is number two all time. Yes, sir. Unbelievable. Gosh, he's just been so quietly terrible for the last half a decade or so, like whenever since he's went to the Angels and signed that big contract. I just I can't imagine. Do you know who he just passed? I assume that well, I would have guessed Ruth then. That's why I thought it was number two. Oh, let's see. Maybe I am incorrect. Oh, okay. I see. I see. I see. You are actually still... Uh, right, so I, I I see where I went wrong on the list. The list was of righties, so he's number two among righties. Babe Ruth is still slightly ahead of him, but that's that's oh, so gonna I was fall right. Too. Babe Ruth yeah, is yeah. number two all time. Yes, yes. Uh, Bam. So Babe Ruth is number two all time. He just passed this guy on list of number two all time among righties. He's gonna pass Babe Ruth. Pujols is gonna pass Babe Ruth. How many more does he need? He's at 2,088. Babe's at 2,214. Uh, what's Pujols getting this season at this point? Is he getting 70 a year? Let's, I, mean, I, I don't know. Let's find out. I, I've, I, like, literally, I have no idea what his numbers are. Like, is he getting 20 home runs and 70? Last I year, no he idea. had 93. Okay, but what was the year before that? Because he, he, he had a really he, he good... Had, uh, 65, but before that it was 101, 119, 95, 101, 105, uh, 99, 118, 135, 116, 103, 137, 117, 123, well, yeah, 124, 127, 130. Uh, uh, he only he had two bad seasons. He had a 64 and then an injury shortened 64. And were they back-to-back those seasons? No. One was 2018. One was all the way back in 2013. God, okay. Yeah, it's... it's on two th- in 2013, was he still on the Cardinals? Uh, yes. Wait, let's see. Uh, let's, what year did you ask? 2013. Or, 
But when did he go to the Angels is really what I want to know. Okay, so his last year with St. Louis was 2011. So 2012 was his first year with the Angels. So he played right, from okay. 2001 to 2011 so with for, St. Louis. So for whatever reason, when he went to the Angels and then he had that bad year in 2013, right? ever since then, I have not paid any attention whatsoever to how he's been doing. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but I just assume he was bad because they were bad. And then they had Mike Trout, who's the best player in baseball. So I just assumed that Pujols was terrible because how are they not winning more games if you got the best player in baseball? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, but now he still consistently performs. And, and Think about how much money they have tied up with those two guys. Oof. The biggest thing is the average drop-off last year. You know what I mean? Like 244, 245, 241. You know, whereas back in his heyday, like listen to his average... Let's see. Hey, you don't have to tell me, man. The, the, he did it to yeah. the Mets. 329, 314, yeah. 359, 331, 330, 331, 327, 357, 357. Are you kidding me? 327, 332, and then the dip. 299, 285, 258, 272, 244, 268, 241, 245. Yeah. So it's it's the batting average dip. But still, but, you know, all time impressive. Um, yeah. And he, there's a chance, you know, if he just keeps it up, he could he could get to number one in the RBI list. What's but, Hank at? Hank's total <clears throat> is 2297. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's, he could, is he 36? How old is he? No, Pujols is older than that. Pujols is 40. He's 40? He's 40. Wow. Wow. Jeez, how many years left on that big mega contract? You said it was 2011, right? So, two, so he's got two more years. He's got two more years left. Because he's not going to get the money. He's not going to. Nobody's going to pay him. Yeah, but so. I th- but I disagree. I think he, as a DH, has a lot of longevity. Yeah, the Mets will probably sign him for you know, somebody. I mean, listen, Julio Franco was floating around at thirty, you know, forty six years old. Hey, the the Mets gave him a chance. <laughs> That's right. There's some guys like. Plus, again, the demand of getting up to bat every you know so often versus playing the field and and having to deal with all that. Like, yeah, it's just it's, as long as your back can hold out. Yeah, That's what it is. As long as your back can hold yeah, out, you can swing a bat. Right. So I I I think the reason your back would go is because you're playing the field. So the guy's a DH, yeah. and that's just what he is, and that's what he is. There's nothing wrong with that. All right, what do you got? I still have two sports questions left. One of them is a, is Maduji. All right, I got a 20-pointer for you. Okay. Two answers, 10 points each. Uh, what are the two newest members of the Pac-12? Oh. So you remember the Pac-12 used to be the Pac-10. What are the two schools that made it to Pac-12? Utah. Ten points. Utah is worth ten. You got one more. Who was? <laughs> Funny your your, your reaction to this is the same as mine. Utah right away, and then I was like, wait, were they? What? Uh, wait, I who, got there. Who's but the? Took me a who, who's he? What, what about the? Are, are they? Are they in it? Is BYU in it? No. Should be. But aren't shouldn't be. This is not an easy question. The second part of this, I can't. I really can't remember. Like, uh, just I'm not remembering. Like, I want to say Boise State, but are they? Like, I don't think so. They're still in the whatever thing they're in. Um, I don't think. They yeah, there's a specific reason why I think this is tricky. Is it like a Texas team or something? Well, yeah, you're close. It, what happened was it's a team from the Big 12 that moved to the Pac-12. You know, they, they became the Pac-12. It wasn't like... Arizona or something? Or Arizona State? Uh, they were already in the Pac-12. Yeah, both of them were. I don't know. who Who is it? Somebody in Texas. Let me guess. Uh, f- f- um... Maybe it's somebody else. It can't be anybody in Texas. 
can't be Oklahoma. Oh, man. I'm I'm lost, man. I don't know. What state is next to Utah? Uh, Nevada. Yeah. Uh, Colorado, the Buffaloes. Oh, University of Colorado. Oh, okay. I for some reason I thought they were in. They were already in that. No, they were in the Big Twelve. Oh, that's right. And they shouldn't have been. When, when the big when they had the Big Twelve like real yeah you know, when they did the realignment and the Big Twelve got teams and Colorado moved. To oh, the one of the most beautiful campuses. I almost uh, I almost went there. I got in. I wanted to go. I got denied. My 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 father would not let me go. <laughs> Yeah, people seem to love it out there. I, I I think that's one of the states that has the largest growing like young population. People yeah, it's, it really is a very beautiful state. A uh, lot going for it. All right, uh, Nick, what is the name of the Rams and Chargers' new Los Angeles stadium? Mm. You can't you couldn't ask me this like week one. <laughs> It's a hard knock. I thought it was a give me because it's a hard knocks question. I can't even imagine you how know. bad hard knocks. I didn't watch hard knocks when they were actually doing stuff. How bad is hard knocks right now? It's well. So what they're doing is both the Chargers and the Rams. Yeah. At the same time, so to the extent that they can take out a lot of the stuff that was horrible about having to deal with just one team, and put in more interesting stuff about both teams, but it's you know. It's fluff at this point. It's a, it's it's ninety percent about COVID and precautions and you know everybody what they're going through and Andrew Whitworth got it because his I nanny can't went out with the, to, I, like I can't even imagine and, watching that by choice. Like I feel, I feel like that. I I, I I like I I like to find the culture elements. I like to see what it's like behind closed door. I like to see how athletes are reacting to meetings and 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 how they talk. When it's, you know, and especially on, you know, both of those teams, I want to, there's a lot that I want to know. The Chargers are a very fascinating team How's to me. Tyrod Taylor look? I love Yeah, him. that's, uh, I mean, he's got a very quiet demeanor, and he's a very quiet leader, and he, the guy that looks really impressive to me is Justin Herbert. Uh, from, from a sheer physical and throwing standpoint, it's impressive. I mean... How quick he's going to pick everything up and all that stuff is is yet to be determined. But you know, can Austin Eckler hold up as being the man? They have this rookie uh, that they're trying to work into shape, who's about 15 pounds overweight, looks like an absolute Goliath running downhill. Though um, he's just an well, he's a good counter attack. He's a, he's a for beast. Yeah. Well, it's funny because you're watching John Lott. It used to be the Jet strength and conditioning coach out in San Diego now, um, and he used to work with the with. Uh, Anthony Lynn when Anthony Lynn was the running backs coach for the Jets and they're working this guy like tooth and nail tooth and nail like all these extra exercises and then the guy's like now don't go you know home and blank up everything that you just worked off here I don't want to hear about any midnight snacks with you know ham and cheese sandwiches and 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 they're lambasting this guy so there was really that's interesting you know what I mean like that's that's interesting insight into an NFL team and what they're doing and, and the individual, you know, circumstances of these players. And from a fantasy standpoint, you get insight. I like seeing Keenan Allen, what kind of condition he looked like. You know what I mean? And his, they're, they're featuring Fragile. his like, nah, cause they're, they've really spent time focusing on his workout routine and his, you know, having tried to get everything right in his life with eating and just being like an absolute, you know, beast trying to yeah, you know who i like right. actually is mike williams this year because i could see tyrod he throws a pretty decent deep ball sure uh, that was always his biggest he, he could run and he could throw the deep ball where his two biggest right so mike athletes. williams can catch the deep ball that's yeah. kind of his so it's interesting things. anyway you got to guess because this stadium right, so, name was all over the place but if you don't know it you're so not gonna I, know it it's just what i was gonna say can you give me a clue like i would get it if it's multiple choice i know i does it begin with the letter f it has an F prominently in it. Yeah, like I just I can't even. It's is it some company that I just don't know? Yes. Yeah. I, I, it's I, called SoFi Stadium. There you go, SoFi. That's it. SoFi Stadium. So I I could ask that in reverse, but I figure enough people are gonna. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's a fair question. I just didn't. You know, I just don't know yet. Yep. I, I like I said, I heard it. I knew that there was an F, but I couldn't get to SoFi. It happens all the time. What is SoFi? I don't even. What does SoFi do? I have no idea. Wi-Fi. That's what I figured. Like South yeah. South uh, California, South so Cal- South California Wi-Fi. My guess is they paid a pretty penny though for that. So <laughs> well, we're asking about it, so yeah. 
So yeah. it's paying dividends. Right. They, you that, want another that, sports question? That was their market, the Quizzo Trivia podcast hosts that try to get their, their interest. Oh, yes. so SoFi does student loans. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I don't even know what to say. A billion-dollar company exploiting <laughs> the... Exploiting people and then spending it on naming rights. Oh, jeez. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. If you ever wanted a reason not to root for two teams. <laughs> uh, do you want another sports question? I have one more on? for you. It's my, my best one. All right, who's the only person to win the National League Cy Young Award from 1992 to... 1995. The only person to win the National League Cy Young Award from 1992 to 1995. There is only one name that comes to mind, and I lived and breathed this era, so this is right up my alley. But that would be one Mr. Greg Maddox. Yes, you got it. I don't think that's that easy because for some reason I feel like he gets forgotten. Well, he was a thorn in my side before... It was even a Brewer problem because the 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 Brewers were in the, a different division. They were in, they were in the American League back then. But um, he was a Cub before yeah. he became a Brave. He won in '92 with the Cubs and then went to the correct. Brewers. Correct. And and then he was part of the you know arguably the best pitching staff of all time. You know, hey, you Glavin about and Smoltz and Maddox. You want to talk about a thorn in your side? <laughs> I mean, how do you beat the guy? Just- I think I ruined half of my... <laughs> they only won <laughs> one championship, though, I think, in Atlanta. Yeah, which is maybe something that... Like, if they won none, I could hold my hat on it, but the fact that they even won one is like... But they were in it for, like, five years in a row, and they kept losing. Yeah, I mean, remember the uh, time they played the Yankees in the World Series? 96, of World- course. I couldn't yeah. even watch the World Series. Yeah, I can only imagine. You had uh, what, what, what was what was Larry's name? Larry Jones, uh, Chipper. Oh, Chipper, Chipper. That's right, Larry, Chipper. Anyway, um, all right. Well, you forgot about Kevin Millwood. Oh, Kevin Millwood. It's like, <laughs> oh, he's your fourth pitcher. Who was closing for them? I know Smoltz eventually he was, started. Closing. He was in Philadelphia. He was the ace, right? And he was the fourth <laughs> pitcher. All right, who was their closer back in that day? Um. Well, Smoltz became the closer. Well, right, but and he's like the only guy ever to have like uh, X number of regular season saves wins and, X and wins, yeah, saves. Um, uh, but when Smoltz was pitching, um, hmm, I don't know. I, I can't think of. Uh, it's not ringing a bell off the top of my head. I'm not sure if they had just one guy that did it for all those years. I got you. Let's see. Uh, Maddox. Greg McMichael, remember him? Oh my God, Kent Kent Merker, remember him? Pete Smith, Mike Stanton on that team, and Mark Wollers. Those are your relievers. Yeah. So Avery, Pedro Bordone, Marvin Freeman, Marvin Freeman, Tom Glavin, Jay Howell, Greg Maddox, Greg McMichael, who I remember, Craig uh, Kent Merker, Pete Smith, John Smoltz, Mike Stanton, and Mark Wollers. Yeah, Mark Wallers. That's yep. that yep. is a name that haunted me. Javi uh, Lopez, David Justice, Otis Nixon, Dion Sanders, Bobby Cox. And how yeah. could we forget John Rocker? Oh my God! <laughs> he the, was a the little... inspiration for uh, <laughs> the greatest fictional athlete of all time. <laughs> no, you're effing out. <laughs> That's still probably the best sequence of all time. The opening of that. Yes. <laughs> that show. So great. That the is funniest, so great. Funniest three minutes I've ever watched on television. It is. It is I, the opening I, of that show. Talk about hooking you in early. Whoever right edited away, that opening got it. Just... All right. Here's my, uh, my, my doozy, my million-dollar question for you, Nick. There have been four players in NBA history. History. And it's a long history who have scored 50 or more points in a single NBA postseason. Twice. Okay? They've done it twice? Yes. So 50 or more points in a single NBA postseason, twice. Okay? It's only happened four times. Give me... 
okay, I'll, I'll give you a caveat. It just happened. That's one of the four. Right. Give me any okay. two. Give me any two players that did it. Dame Willard. Dame Willard. Who's that? Fred Dame Willard? Willard. Oh, he did it once this playoffs. I did it. Yeah, that. So you're saying these current playoffs? Yes. A player oh, has gone for more than 50 points twice. All right, so I was going to say Damian Lillard, so I'm it's, wrong. That's not right. Nope. Okay. The current player uh, is Donovan Mitchell. Right, right. That uh, Nuggets series there. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, so there's been three other guys previous. I will say Michael Jordan did it. He did it. You got one guy. Yes, correct. Kobe? Nope. And and somebody Jerry that West. played Kobe. And somebody that played with Jerry West. <laughs> Wilt? Wilt. That was my. That would have been my third guess. Yes, Wilt did it. So Wilton Jordan, right, so Wilt. Donovan Mitchell, and one more guy who did it, who totally brings this whole conversation back to the intro. I didn't hear the intro. Oh, yes, I did. You told me. You told me what the intro was. Okay, so we're looking for a. Uh, we're looking for a uh, player from the Sixers, huh? Yes, sir. Probably the hmm. second best Sixer ever. Third best. Isn't Doctor J unarguably the best Sixer ever? Yes. Yeah, I mean, you could argue Charles uh, Barkley number Barkley. two. Yeah, yeah, that that, that would be the that, that that's the only the, argument I have is those two. Bar- right. Barkley never won a title, so right. you got to give it to Doctor J. Right, and this guy I think is number three. He didn't win a title either, though. Iverson. Correct. Okay. Allen wow, Iverson. Iverson scored fifty twice in the playoffs, huh? That is correct. Yep, Iverson, Wilt, Michael, and Donovan Mitchell—only four players ever to do it. Two of the greatest all time, and then Iverson and Mitchell. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Iverson's nasty, though. You know, he's he's a Hall yeah, of Famer. Yeah. He's he's not yeah. a you know. Yeah. He, he put up a career. It, it just uh, yes, I, I, I would imagine if I was a Sixers fan that I would have a place in my heart for Allen Iverson. Yeah, but I not mean, being a Sixers fan, I wish I wish root for that guy. The NBA was a one game series because that one game against the Lakers, game one, when they were just like an unbeatable force that nobody could beat, and it's like yes. here's your prey to feed on for this series, and they came out and won that game. If it was just a one game thing, that'd have been the greatest win ever because people were rioting in the streets like they'd won the championship, and then they got slaughtered after that. It was so bad. Yeah, like, there's got to be a balance between the NCAA tournament, which is probably the most unfair tournament if you're good to have to go play in. Clearly. Versus the seven-game NBA series, which is, like, almost impossible for an underdog to to win. It's awful. Yeah. I'm I'm all about single elimination. I don't like series. Baseball, I I get. Yeah, because it pitching matchups. It ma- that, that's, I mean, that's, that's why baseball. Hundred percent. It, baseball, it's, it's your sport. full arsenal. Yeah, it's not the same group. Ever, you know, I don't know. I think in basketball, if you had a five game series and it was two, two and one, with the fifth game going to the team with the higher seed, I, I think they wouldn't that would give be up so the revenue. I, I'd no, ra- no, but no. I would rather have more series and less games. There's no question about that. That'd be better. But just the football model is so superior with the single elimination playoffs because it's winner go home. There's nothing better than winner go home. You wake up that day and it's like my season's either over or we're on to something incredible. Which is what makes people love the NCAA tournament. No, no question. No, people don't follow college basketball anywhere near what they used to. Uh, it's that tournament brings the whole country together. All right. I have uh, some great questions in geography history, so let's get to that. What do you got for me? The island of Ibiza belongs love to it. what country? Spain. Yeah. Oh, I love Ibiza. Are you now, kidding? do you say Ibiza or do you say Ibiza? Ibiza. Ibiza. I don't know. I'm not pretentious. I say Ibiza because I'm American. <laughs> I Americanize things. Deal with it. That's what we do. We Americanize things. We'll Americanize everything. 
I really need, like, I have a wonderful it's office It's kind of great share, when somebody says Ibiza, though, so you know you can avoid them for the rest of the evening. Oh, absolutely. It's like when they mention they're a vegan. So I can just be like, oh, okay. So I know we will not have any potential <laughs> conversations in the future because I've met you for 30 oh, you're seconds. you're vegan. How interesting. You, I, I've met you for 30 <laughs> seconds. I know nothing about anything else in your life, and yet somehow you've managed to bring out the fact that you're a vegan right away. So you know how sure. important it is. Who's your most unlikely vegan that you that, that, that we know? Do, do you have somebody who stands out as like, wow, I wouldn't have expected. I haven't seen the light of day in six months. You're the only person I know. <laughs> okay. Well, not a vegan. I have a daughter. I see her. Not um, a vegan. Yeah, the, the most unlikely vegan I know. I could say something funny and insulting. I've got a, I mean, I've got a guy who I know that is a vegan that it's very odd and you know him. So that, that's what I was, I was wondering if. I could say a name, but I don't want to say a name. I could say a name to you, and you would bust out laughing, and it would be very funny, but it's only funny to both of us, and then if that person heard it, they'd probably be hurt, so I won't do that. All right, so I won't say the name, but the owner of Turf Smokers <laughs> is a vegan. Yeah, for how long? I, I, I don't know. For, I don't know, yeah, but I had like, a conversation for, with him about it. For a week. I was like... Right. That, that, ask how that's going oh, next that year. That didn't last... I don't know. Because he was driving to Northfield to go to Greens and Grains. And I was like, you drive all the way? Because he doesn't live that close. Yeah, man, it's hard. That's a hard life. Vegan life. Yeah. Hashtag vegan life. Um, all right. So where are we at? My, I, uh... You asked me a geography history, and then I got one more for you. Okay. So, Nick, this is a good one. That's funny, turf smokers. I just got that pun. I never realized it. All right, here we go with uh, geography history. Uh, what landlocked country in Central Europe, bordered by Austria to the south, Germany to the west, has the country dial code of 420, and yes, the highest cannabis use rate in the world? Did you hear me correctly? The Netherlands, but they're not landlocked. Wait. Oh. No, no, Landlocked country. Central Europe, bordered by Austria to the south, Germany to the west. Country code of 420 and the highest cannabis rate, use rate in the world. Netherlands is definitely not landlocked. No, I know, I know. I was getting all excited with the 420 and the pot use rate. Right, but can you imagine how cool that would be for the Netherlands if their country code to dial phone numbers was 420? But it is not. To make it, it easy to this country. remember. Yeah, well. Is this like a real country or is it one of them like little principality? Nah, dude. It's a it's a big time country. I mean, it's uh, look, it's not. It's not like it's not like Slovenia. Right, right. OK, is it Poland? No. Ugh, I don't know. I can't picture the I, I just I, I don't know. What is it? The Czech Republic. Ah, yeah, all right. That's what I was between Poland and Czech Republic. Czech Republic, area code 420, highest cannabis use rate in the world. Dang it. Good for the Czechs. Them Czech girls could party. You know, that's my favorite line ever in uh, uh, Revenge of the Nerds. When they when they bust out the wonder joints and they start, and then uh, Booger goes, you moose sure can party. <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> the greatest, man. That movie is so great. Did that guy have any kind of career? Yeah, he did the uh, show Moonlighting. Remember with Bruce Willis and yep. uh, yeah, and was, right. that was that's like right. Six, I can I can now re- now of that. Now that you say that, I recognize him. And then and then that, he's so. done a whole bunch of stuff. He made it back onto like like the Nickelodeon kids TV show circuit doing stuff. Getting, getting I mean, you roles. know you're talented if you can be booger and still go on. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. He's booger. It's There's only so many people who have played a role where for the rest of their life, no matter who they are or what they do, somebody's just going to be calling them booger. Do you remember booger's real first name? It's a great question. I should have yeah. that. Yes. No, I don't know. Dudley. Yeah, I would not have had it. Yeah. It's like Dudley 
da 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 something, and then uh, he whispers into the guy's ear when what he's reading is uh, his his thing. He goes, "Booger, you asshole!" Oh, oh, sorry. So the guy actually says it out loud into the microphone, "Booger, you asshole." I remember Psycho's real first name, from Francis. Stripes. Yeah, of yeah. course. <laughs> Any of yeah. you guys call me Francis, and I kill you. Kill you. <laughs> Calm down, <laughs> Francis. <laughs> Uh, or relax, Francis. All right, I got uh, one more for you in uh, this category. Me too. And then two true or false coming at you. I'll make Francis it a twenty team. pointer. This is a this is a guaranteed one where you know ten points for the audience and then the extra ten, a little bit tougher. But besides Washington D.C., name the two other cities where a U.S. president has been assassinated. Oh, what a other- wonderful question. Other than Washington, D.C., name the two other cities that a U.S. president has been assassinated. Buffalo, Washington- New York? Yes. Buffalo, Did- New York. Didn't McKinley get killed there? Yeah, that, that was the tougher one. So I wasn't sure if you knew that that okay. was. Um, and Dallas, Texas. Yeah, Dallas, JFK. Uh, JFK. Yeah. I Not, figure everybody knows Dallas, but the Buffalo one I thought was tough. No, I I remember that whole story. I I'm, you know, I, obviously it's fairly obscure, but as far as like U.S. history goes, I I live that stuff. So I, it's I know. amazing that in like 1904 that Buffalo was even like inhabited. Like, what, what were people doing? Have we ever talked about like Franklin Pierce before? The unliked Franklin Pierce? <laughs> like the most unliked president ever. Like the worst president yeah. ever. He was like a yeah. raging alcoholic and was the only president ever not to be renominated by his own party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Do you know who he's the grandfather of? What president? Wait, Franklin Pierce yeah. is Franklin the Pierce is the great grandfather of another U.S. president. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is a good one here. I I want to say there's a is there a president is this president's middle name Pierce? No, this president's mother's maiden name was Pierce. That's what it is. That's what it is. Um is it oh man, who had a mother? Had Her name was name? Barbara Pierce. Yeah, so there you go. It's uh, W. W. That's correct. Yeah. I was going there. I, I was going there, but yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't sure if it was senior or junior. No, old H. W. married the granddaughter of old Franklin Pierce. Right. Yeah. I, I was actually. If you didn't say Barbara, I would have gotten it wrong because I was going to say H. W. Oh god. But I, yeah, I, yeah. I I knew it was like the Bush family had a relation to them, so yeah. that's why I was trying to. But yep. when you said Barbara, Barbara that, that's why I knew the name Pierce. Right. Well, like, that wasn't actually my question, but good job. Uh, anyway, all right. So uh, what Count of Monte Cristo writer's father was the highest ranking man of African descent during the French Revolution? Let's see if you know this story. Well, all you got to do I, is get the name. So if you know who wrote Count of Monte Cristo, you got your points. If I, I don't I guess maybe you didn't know this, but the Count of Monte Cristo may be my favorite book. Interesting. Ever. I didn't. I love it. It's maybe the best book ever written. Anyway, it's Alexander Dumas. Yes. Now, did you know Alexander Dumas was African-American or African-French, African-European? No, I had no idea. I assumed he was French because of what he writes about. Nope. So his father was an African uh, emigrant to France and fought in the French Revolution and was called the Black Devil. Was his father black? Yeah, his father was black. Oh, Alexander Dumas is half black? Yes, that is correct. I did not know that. He's not half black. He's black. Oh, his mom was black too? His mom was mixed. Oh, my gosh. No, I had no idea. Wow, that's... But his father was a a revolutionary war general, and he was nicknamed the Black Devil. How is that not more well-known? That's what I don't understand. (laughs) This is Alexander Dumas. And if you ask 99% of the people, they have him viewed like, you know, like the Frenchiest Frenchman ever. I mean, there's a picture. I feel like there's a picture of him on the on, uh, the Count of Monte Cristo. With that, but, but now that you're saying it, it's kind of like an outline in black and white. It's not like, a, you know, 
obviously it's written so long ago. But he wrote the Three Musketeers. I mean, yeah, Man in the Iron Mask, right? Yeah, absolutely. If you look up pictures of him, you'll definitely see. Like now, now that, now that I have told you that, right, right. Like it had never occurred to me to look up a picture of uh, Alexander Dumas. Yeah, I'm gonna send you a picture. But now it's I, you know, I I think that's incredible too because uh, that is not a recent novel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it, it that was well. You know what? How, how long ago was the Count of Monte Cristo written? In the eighteen hundreds, sure. But like, yeah. even at what point during the eighteen hundreds? Oh, I, you know, I would say early to mid, but I'm guessing. I don't. I don't know the eighteen forty four. Right. So perfect. Okay. So there you go. Right. So he wrote at a time that was pre Civil War. There's still slaves in America. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah, that's. It's just one of those things you never, you know. You well, that's really why we do the Quizzo Trivia podcast for us. to honor the it? great heroines of our time, including Alexander Dumas. One of my, and also my favorite skit of all time in Saturday Night Live with uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, as we pay, as we pay Dumas, as we pay <laughs> dumbass, uh, ass wipe dumbass. Got a package for ass wipe dumbass. Um, it's as we pay Dumas. It's French. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sounds good, asswipe. All right. Ready for entertainment? I am. All right. Here's your true or false to start you off, and then I'll give you one to finish. Um, True or false? Woody Guthrie's real name is Woodrow Wilson Guthrie. Hmm. So I put that at the end of the geography history because it was a a transition question. Why not? I'll say true. (laughs) It is true. Did you know he was part of this weird trend? There's other guys you know who are part of this weird trend of naming your kid after a president. There's a very Cleveland Alexander. Bingo. That's the most that's the most famous sports example. But did you know that Woody Guthrie was also in that trend? Woodrow Wilson Guthrie is his full name. I did not. Well, now you do. Wow. How many how many of those guys have you identified? There's a lot of them. I don't. I didn't. This That'd was be a the, great the, picture round. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. George Washington Carver. Okay. Is that the peanut guy? Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah, that's a picture round waiting to happen right there. My All mind, right. So my mind's spinning. I'll be the first to admit that I've gotten on celebrities for these ridiculous names that they give our their kids, but I actually thought this one wasn't too bad. So I'm going to give these two credit. And, and I thought of anyone, if anybody was going to go over the top and name their kid like, you know, toothpick or something like that, it would be this person. But uh, what celebrity couple welcomed Daisy Dove into the world last week? Oh. Daisy Dove. Daisy Dove is the... I'm glad it's a girl because otherwise we'd have one more male that we have to compete with from a future genitalia problem <laughs> issue. But this is this is the child of uh, singing superstar sure. Katy Perry and one yes. Mr. Oliver. Uh, uh, His name is Platt. not Oliver. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Oliver Platt is totally inappropriate to be with uh, Katy Perry. Uh, no, this guy is um, uh, very British or Australian or something, uh, but we we know he's got a third leg. That's that's what I know about him. He's Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, good God, what is? And and I just heard him on Stern. He, he's he's all buddy buddy with Stern. Um, why can't I remember his name? I love how she went boating naked with him, and like they knew the paparazzi's out. So it's like, yeah, I'm just gonna ride around with Katy Perry paddleboarding. She'll be fully clothed. I, however, am just gonna let my junk hang. You're not a fan of that, huh? It seems to be really bothering you that he did that. It's funny. I'm not, listen, if I had that, I, if I had that, I mean, I'd be doing it. You know what I mean? I mean, I. He's going to jump on an alligator at any point in time. Right. If you notice how Greek statues used to look back in the day, they're not exactly depicted with, like, you know, anacondas. Um, yeah, I mean, clearly 
there's a difference uh, in physique, but just the idea of standing there naked is never just does not appeal to me. To be out in the open. I, I don't like know that. why I'm blanking well, on like, his name, but he's got like that Englishy name, the Olivery. Uh, I think what's killing you is because you're you're caught up in the that he's English, and his name is not. It does not seem Englishy to me at all. I think that's what's catching you up here. When I think of his name, the first thing I think of is not an English name. No, I get I it. I, I'm just blanking on it because I was just like literally listening to it. It's like I want to say Noel or Neil. Or, ah, ah. You want help? It's, yes, a I little bit. You, I, I, you know, it's a city in Florida. Orlando Bloom. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> all, all the syllables were there. I just couldn't get it. I just couldn't get it out. Yes, that is the love child of Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom. I like it. I got to say, I thought Katy Perry would absolutely have some ridiculous name, but Daisy Duff. It's kind of cute. Yeah. Daisy how, Duck. How is it? Like Daisy Duck. But, but Daisy, like Daisy, how Duck. is Daisy Bloom not going to be a, an amazingly beautiful child with that parentage? You know what I mean? Like Daisy Bloom is a very beautiful. That's a pretty name. Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, it's good. They they actually got one right. One of these, you know, maybe this will start the trend of celebrities actually giving their kids decent names. Uh, like, what did the that Kardashian clan do to those kids' names? I mean, well, you didn't like Paprika Kardashian. I thought that was very clever. <laughs> was that a name? Northwest, Southeast. Right, they're festivals. Northwest Directional State University Kardashian. I, I don't yeah, know. I like that. The Southwest. Louisiana Raging Cajun Kardashians. <laughs> uh, there you go. <laughs> all right. So here's uh, my last true or false for you, Nick. True or false, Oliver Stone. Remember him? Uh, yes, Oliver Stone has made a couple of uh, my all-time favorite movies. Fought in the Vietnam War. Is that true or false, you're asking me? I am. Uh, now... When you say fought in, I, I, this question sort of has false written all over it, but I happen to know for a fact that he wrote Platoon based on his experiences in Vietnam. So how do I get away from saying true after knowing that? But did he fight in it? Or was he like a journalist or something like that? So I am going to go with my gut and say false. In 1967, Stone enlisted in the United States Army and requested combat duty in Vietnam. From September 16, 1967 till April 1968, he served in Vietnam's 2nd Platoon B Company, 3rd Battalion, 22nd Infantry, Regiment 25th Infantry Division, and was twice wounded in battle. Oh, yeah. All right. So it's true. Yeah. Dude was a certifiable, badass soldier. He wrote Platoon about his platoon. Those are real stories. That's why I thought thought it was a trick. I thought you were trying to trick, because usually the true or false, I'm looking for a trick in it. And I was like, I I know he wrote Platoon about his experience. Yeah, he knew those two crazy generals. I thought maybe he was not actually a soldier. Maybe he was just like a journalist. Oh, no, he was a full combat soldier. Yeah. Yeah. So that guy, you know, his his story is pretty incredible. Like, you know, just how he how he had all that stuff come together and uh, the movies that he made. But he he put some incredible uh, movies. Well, he together. wrote, you, you know, he wrote uh, he wrote Scarface, right? Right. And he he got all the information from Scarface, from like actually going down to Miami and those islands in the Bahamas and researching all of those, you know, drug cartels and drug lords and stuff. Yeah, and he, he and co-wrote after, uh, Year of the Dragon right around that same time. Um, so after all the success of Scarface, they wanted him to write like Scarface too. But that all came from Midnight Express, right? So he wrote Midnight Express about uh, you know Alan Parker and about the guy that went to the Turkish prison and and tried to smuggle hash out of into Turkey or out of Turkey, and it's you know it's, it's a crazy crazy story. So he did that in '79. So he he did that before he wrote Scarface. Okay, so then he did Scarface, and obviously Brian De Palma made it into 
you know, one of the best movies ever. Yep. And they wanted him to do Scarface 2, but he didn't feel like doing it again. He said he wanted to move on to who the real criminals were in the U.S. And then what movie did he do? Platoon. No. Wall Street. Well, no. Platoon. Uh, Wall Street came after. So I just mean that's what. Well, yes. Well, I'm not talking about it. doesn't have to be in order. I'm saying like he did Platoon. Then they wanted him to do Scarface 2. But he said no. He wanted to do a movie about the, you know. Yep. You're absolutely the right. The real criminals in, in America. Yeah, that, and there were some really uh, intense stories. I was just listening to Oliver Stone on a podcast recently, and and some really intense stories about how he had to basically lambast uh, Michael Douglas in the first couple of days because of the way he was treating the Gordon Gecko character, very very almost making him sort of businessman likable. And he's like, no, you need to bring a ruthlessness to this and be exacting and and come across as somebody that scares the hell out of people when they see them. And you're coming across as somebody I want to buy insurance from. Well, I, you know, whatever they agreed upon and however they did it, I will say there is a little something about Gordon Gecko that makes him a hero, even though I know he's the enemy. I, I can't I, I don't know exactly how to put my finger on it, but if I was a ruthless businessman type, Trust me, Gordon Gecko would be my hero. Like he's, you know, <laughs> right. he's got a hero, you know, a hero quality for a bad guy. But then, obviously, sure. the big ones, you know, the Doors, JFK, uh, you know, there's some some huge, huge movies. He's he's a very, very, very interesting guy. So, um, yeah. but he did, in fact, uh, go into Vietnam, and that was the last question I had for you. So, with the 176th episode of the show, Nick, what should we end it on? You gotta. You got a song choice to play us out on? Anything you can come up with that you can think of? I mean, the first thing that came to my mind is Neil Diamond, um, America. Uh, you see, that's what I. That's why I rely on your expertise. <laughs> that was okay. mine. Because uh, Neil the most Diamond. patriotic, it's the most patriotic song I got. You think Neil Diamond, America is the most patriotic song there is? Uh, let's just put it this way. Like when you're at the fireworks display and it's my favorite of those. Yes. yes. All right, folks, that does it. Episode 176. Salute. Get home safe. This has been the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Visit us online at quizzopodcast.com for more information.
Tschüss.